Alright. Hey y'all and welcome to my podcast, the first episode of the Underground Podcast. How are y'all feeling? Because I know everybody in this crisis right now and we all going through it, but I'm going to just say hang in there. It's easier said than done, but you know, it's always good to just keep your head up high. Make sure you guys are doing anything that is keeping you going and flowing and just in like feeding your body good things. And I mean like with part, as far as in like motivation, um, listening to the word and just staying motivated and just keeping your head up high and just taking care of yourself. It's so important during this time to utilize the time that we have and it's free time to really take care of ourselves. So make sure you guys are definitely doing that because I sure am. I love, I'm loving this whole free time that I have where I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my body. I'm taking care of what I eat. Um, I'm just trying to feed myself good things and making sure that I am doing good things for myself and also just like mentally taking care of myself, journaling if I need to be, um, therapy, um, dang, praying a lot more, listening to a lot more sermons, you know, I'm having a more deeper connection with God than anything right now. So it's really good because, y'all, I finally can understand the Bible. And it is a huge accomplishment to me right now. So I just had to share that. But, like, y'all, I'm really starting to understand the Bible. After so many years, I used to read the Bible like it was in like any other book. But now I can literally, like, read the Bible and understand it and put it into, like, a story. And, yeah, I love it. So that's kind of like my new kind of thing that I love right now. And yeah, so let's just right hop right into the video, y'all. Like, I'm not trying to make this a very long podcast and everything else, but I am trying to be very informative. So the way my podcast is going to go is I normally like to share experiences from my own life and also tag that along with questions and advice and tips that Anybody will be willing to listen, take it in, um, jot down, write notes. I will be having like maybe like a little like PDF workshop type of thing with, you know, questions and journal entries. If you guys are very interested in that, um, that probably will come later in episodes and everything else. But yeah, like that's how it's going to basically run. And today's episode we are going to be talking about being in the rough, tough 20s. Well, that's my title, but dealing in the t- early 20s from like 20 to like 24, where we're transitioning, where we're learning, being in relationships, friendships, evaluating friendships, um, in college, and just new experiences, new responsibilities, adulthood, you know, all these challenges that we kind of feel like sometimes we don't know what to do with all of this stuff. We don't know what to do with all of these things that come ahead of us or these situations or anything else. Like we're literally growing as individuals and learning as we go. And it gets hard, you know, it gets really hard. Um, speaking from my experience, I know me being 22, um, I've learned so, I've learned much about adulthood and taking so much responsibilities that sometimes I have to be an adult in certain cases that I'm not a kid anymore my mom is not here to hold my hand so I have to be able to be responsible for the way I take care of myself the way I maneuver through life the way I handle responsibility and mostly learning about how I treat other people and how other people treat me so 
that's what really I'm learning about. And the main focus for today is more so of making healthier choices because in our early 20s, I've noticed for us, we tend to make choices where we're having fun, we're getting lit, we're doing all these things, which is, I feel like it's necessarily okay, like, you know, we having fun and stuff like that, but also making those choices where it comes to real life situations, where we don't really think about it, we always put it as a quote unquote later, I will do it later, or I'm gonna handle that later, or I ain't worried about that right now. And it sticks to me because I'm just like, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, I have to handle this stuff because I'm an adult now. I'm not a kid anymore. You know, there's certain situations where it's like if I'm stuck, in, if I'm I'm not stuck, but if I'm in a relationship and, you know, the person needs my attention right now or the situation needs my attention now. I'm not going to pull it off. I'm not going to put my pride aside and I'm going to like bicker and argue and everything else and not have a common ground situ not have a common ground solution to it. I have to be able to understand how that person is feeling and actually listening and not hearing the person. And there's a difference between listening and hearing a person. I had a conversation like this with my friend the other day about it and when we were talking about how I say when I think of hearing, I think of sound waves but when I think of listening I'm thinking of listening to every important detail this person is saying so I can understand that person so it's like literally this is what you part of the perks of going through an adulthood is learning how to listen and understand and how to maneuver through people through life through your own situations and how you take care of yourself too it's so important to take care of yourself I made a firm decision um I think it was in the beginning of March or so, maybe middle of March. I can't fully remember, but I made a firm decision where it's like I'm going to be young and have fun and everything else, but I'm going to also start making smart decisions that that is considerate to my health, that I make healthy decisions regardless if anything else looks so fun and everything and so fun and so exciting and so new. But if it does not serve me, if it does not benefit me, I will not do it. I will no longer do it because I feel like for all of us, we tend to settle for something that is fun and all games and everything else. But then when it's something bad and in, including to it, it tends to be like, oh, it's OK. I can do that later. Or, oh, it's OK. It doesn't matter when it does matter. It does matter if it affects you in a certain way. It does matter if you're being treated wrong. It does matter if you're feeling disrespected, it does matter if certain things don't feel right and you want to put it for later to address it rather than you addressing it now. That does not fly by my boat anymore. I'm learning like I need to learn to speak up for myself, which we're working on right now because, you know, certain times I turn to be a mute. Like I don't like to speak on things until later it comes into advance and be like, well, I didn't want to mention it before. But now I'm like, no, I got to really mention it. I really got to talk about it. I really got to express this because that person needs to know how I feel or I need to know how I feel in this exact moment. So that's the gist of it with being in the rough, tough 20s. Like for me, it's just more so of like dealing with things and actually handling my shit, like handling how I how I maneuver through life, but taking responsibility of my life because I want to be healthy. Like I don't want to put things to the later on and then un like unraveling everything that I've been through when I'm 35 and why I'm acting a certain way in a relationship or how I'm acting, how I'm not taking full responsibility when I'm 35. Like I'm 
19 or 15 because I haven't unraveled everything. I have to go all the way back to childhood. And I just thought about that process. And I'm like, you know, for me, I want to be able to change that dynamic within myself, but also encourage other people that it's okay to be doing the things that you can do, but also being smart as well. So I have five questions. Um, My five questions for the day are, what is my early 20s teaching me thus far? How do I deal with these trials and tribulations? What is a coping mechanism that helps clear my head? And is the, is the coping method, ah, is the coping method, right? Mechanism. Is this outlet releasing what I need to let go of or suppressing the emotion? And, um, I already answered like, what's my early twenties teaching me thus far? And I told y'all, well, if, Anything I know to add on to that is patience too. 20s, I'm learning how to be more patient because I'm really not patient. Like, literally, I need to work on my patience level because sometimes I feel like I need something instantly when I'm not knowing to look into what the delay is about. So that's what I'm really working on and taking on more responsibility, taking on responsibility for myself as far as in how I speak to people, how I react, how I, you know, see a situation. And if I know that if I'm in the wrong, that I'm being responsible enough to be apologizing or put my pride aside and everything else, because sometimes we don't put our pride aside we just kind of like you know put our pride in the middle of it and say like I'm not going to say this I'm not going to do that I'm not going to do what you want me to do but initially looking at it at a different perspective and changing my lenses to look at things as like you know if I did this to affect this person then you know let me say how I feel but also apologize for making that person feel that way if it's necessary And it all goes into listening to the person as well. So that's what I'm learning too. And also friendships, you know, what I do and I do not allow. Relationships, what I will not no longer settle for because I am no longer settling for something that is going to fill me an empty cup. Because that empty empty cup or half a cup is not going to serve me anything at all. It's not giving me no benefit. It's not giving me no sustained or balanced or stable relationship with that person. So if it's not sustainable, if it's not balanced, if it's not in, it's not good intentions, then it got to go. Like we're not dealing with that. I'm not mm-mm. Um for the next question is how do I deal with trials and tribulations? Um So for me, how I deal with trials and tribulation, it goes like this. I normally like to go through the problem first. I normally like to, how do I say, marinate the problem first. Like, you know when you marinate chicken and before you put it in the oven? Like, normally people like marinate and seasoning and everything else and let it sit in the fridge for like a day or so. For me, I like to marinate my problems first before I express it to any of my friends or peers or anybody I normally like to marinate it first like let it sit in me and actually think about the situation and actually like kind of analyze everything that I said and that person has said before I actually react or anything like that but in that moment sometimes I do act over emotions I'm not gonna lie because certain situations I've caught myself where I've acted over emotions and you know it didn't turn out very well we ended off very badly But 
in that situation, even afterwards, I still analyze the situation and where I could have gone wrong or where I take full responsibility for the way I reacted. And nowadays, I have no problem putting my pride to the side and actually analyzing and speaking on though, like, listen, I messed up in this case scenario. So therefore, I know what I did was wrong. Um, I'm not afraid to say that I'm not afraid to admit that it may kind of chuck me up a little bit but I'm not afraid to say that um yeah so that's how I really deal with trials and tribulations I usually like to kind of cope with it myself and how I only cope with it is when I'm still analyzing it I talk it out I talk it out through my laptop where I'm talking out everything that I feel that I need to hear to myself again. I write it out. Um, writing has always been a part of me since I was younger. So I love to write. I love to be able to express how I feel and how I felt in that moment. And I also ask myself questions like if I'm talking it out to myself, I ask myself these important questions that even though they're going to hurt me, they make me feel like I'm growing in a sense of way. So that's one thing. What is a coping me- mechanism that helps clear my head? It goes into um, with how I deal with trials and tribulations. Um, it goes with knowing that I write and I do video therapy where I speak into the camera and I'm actually expressing myself. Y'all, I have like tons and tons of videos of, you know, me just speaking and me just kind of reiterating everything that I've just gone through, anything that I just necessarily felt like hurt me. I hurt the person. It's just a lot. (laughs) It's just a lot. So, yeah. And normally, and it goes and ties into the next question, is the outlet releasing what I need to let go of or suppressing the emotion? So for me, I'm more so, I don't like to be the suppressor, but certain situations I do suppress the emotions that I, me and God are still currently working on that right now. We still kind of working on the whole simple fact that, you know, child, you be breaking, you be suppressing these emotions. We need you to let this go. Um, there's certain things and relationships that have made me feel like I need to feel suppressed on, but then I'm learning how to let go and release and not let go and release in a way where it's unhealthy and unstable, but letting go and releasing where it's just like, if I need to speak it out to my therapist or to my friends, reliable friends I go in speaking into reliable friends like I don't just tell my business to everybody um I literally keep it maybe like maybe three four people know me best like three four people tops know me best like three three people on the top know me best like who I go to who are my number ones that I go to at the top of the list (laughs) um you're probably gonna see them on the show too but um they're at the top of the list that um I just go to whenever I am literally wanting to express how I feel. And I know I'm not going to get what I need, what I want to hear, but they're going to tell me what I need to hear. But also, um, one of my good friends, he always asks me questions. He always asks me, he'll listen to what I'm saying, but then ask me initially with a question. He'll, he'll, he'll basically repeat what I just said, but then he'll be like, so you knew this. So if you knew this at the top, why would you kind of fall in line? Like what 
what made him made you think that you can continue this going so it's those type of friends that kind of challenge my mental which I like to be challenged and that really helped me grow in a sense of way of like okay so why did I do that it helps me kind of think of that so basically get you friends that really can challenge you what you're going through but also at the same time kind of speak to you back life into you and I'm so grateful for those friends because they have helped me so on going to my tips and my advice, um, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite quote unquote that I always say to people that there is always light in the storm. Um, <clears throat> I always say that because I always pray too that any situation that I've been in or anything else that I've always felt like there was always light in that storm that the light was learning the lesson that brought me into a bigger purse that learned that brought me into learn ah <laughs> the light is what brought me out to being a bigger person and also taking that lesson and applying it to my life as this is what I need to do in a change of perspective of things um there was many times when I was in a dark place that I felt like, you know, there's necessarily no hope in things. But then I realized that there is hope. There's hope in a lot of things that I tend to feel very down about. But what I do with that is knowing that I pray and knowing that I tell God all the time, like, there's light in this. I already know that there's light in this. Whether the situation is dead, but in the case of scenario of the lesson itself, and I'm not talking about the person, I'm talking about the lesson, like everything that that person has put you through as far as in like making you feel doubt or insecurity and everything else. I feel like God can restore that within myself. He can take that insecurity and restore strength back into me to know that I am this I am beautiful. I'm more beyond what people think about me and everything else. Whatever I am, a vi whatever I am, a visual in God's eyes. I'm not in other people's eyes. So that's where I see the light in myself more and more each day. Um, another one was like things, situations, people will always come back to test you. Things, situations, and people will always come back to test you. Never fold. I speak this highly because all of us, we tend to be able to, what's the word? We tend to fold when things seem so very surface. Things seem so very nice or, oh, I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to see how it goes and everything else and then this, that, and the third. No, if it's not very stern at the beginning, then you need to let that go. Like if, if the intentions are not very clear and they're very confusing, they're very like, they're not they're not it's not something that is visually kind of like making sense of it all pray about it I know it sounds cliche but like pray about it and if it doesn't still seem clear then you need to let it go like I say that because it's more so like people will always come back to test you and always come back to test your character, to test who you are as a person and it also can be situations as well too but if it does not like I say if it does not fill you up then you need to let that go. If it's filling you up at an empty cup or if it's pulling in droplets of water in your cup and it's not even filling up, you need to let that go. You need to pour that out and be like, ah, it's all right, it's cool. And that's the thing we struggle with is knowing how, when to let it go. Like, what is stopping you to letting go? And one thing I tell myself is like, do you love yourself enough to know that you deserve better or you know that 
mentally you can come through this as a survivor or mentally come through this as a good person or mentally come through this as knowing that you are more responsible. Can you see yourself visually doing that? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So why are you going to go back? Why are you going to settle? Why are you making this person feel this way about you? Like, you know what I mean? Why are you letting this person get to you? Why are you letting your job get to you? Like, if you know you blessed, you're blessed with this job and everything else, and another, say for instance, another job wants you back and they treated you like crap, you know? And you're saying, like, I want more money and everything else, da-da-da-da-da. But you know they treated you like crap. You hated it. You didn't like going to that work all the time. But you've been blessed and fortunate with a new job, a job that takes care, like literally treats you like you're welcomed, makes you feel great. You know, you're getting paid good. It's not much as you did with your last job, but they're paying you great. You know, you got a promotion. And then you're saying, I want more money. And they're going, you know, like they just want me back. Okay, so why are you going to go back to something that makes you unhappy? And I also speak this onto a relationship too, but I'm not going to get deep into that because there's an episode for that as well. But why are you going to go back? These are the things that you have to ask yourself before you make a decision, a firm decision on like, why am I going back? Why? Like, why? Like, be honest with yourself and ask yourself, do you love yourself? Like, do you love yourself? When you put yourself in that category... And then you're putting yourself into other harms of category as far as in like negative things. Like you're you're literally looking at yourself like, man, I love myself, but I still want to deal with the bull crap. Why does that tie into it? Like how? How does that tie into it? That's something that when you're going into deep thought, this is the deep thought you go into. This is the deep thought where you sit in with your emotions. Um the next one is, every situation is a lesson in disguise. And I say this because it's more so like, things like situations will come back to you, but it's just, like I said, it's only to test you to see if you're going to pass. And I've noticed that a lot lately whenever there's certain patterns in my life where I'm just sitting here thinking to myself like, oh, this person came back or so-and-so, like, this this opportunity is here and everything else, but it's just, like, it's a lesson in disguise. Everything is a lesson in disguise. You got to be mindful. You got to be very intensive, and this is where I go into you got to be smart. You got to be smart about how you take on things and not just think everything is more so striving to get here, get the bag and everything else, you know, that's kind of short term to me. For me, striding is walking through that purpose and knowing like I'm literally analyzing everything that comes to me because I don't want it to fall back on me and make me feel less unworthy, less unvalued, less anything. If I'm trying to build a legacy, of course, there's certain setbacks that's going to happen. But every lesson I said, every lesson is in disguise. So I have to be very mindful of learning as I go and not only going back to what the lesson taught me, I mean, moving forward to what the lesson taught me, but not going back, if that makes sense. Um, next one is changing your perspective. I speak on changing your perspective as far as in like when you're going through situations that make you feel as though less unworthy. Because I know in this time period and time 
we go through stuff where I know for me being in the two years I've been like being 20 and stuff like that I had to learn how to change my perspective a lot of times changing my perspective a lot of times was what was important to me that I had to do so it's important to change your lens in situations and actually see them for what they really are and honestly also analyze it too like put your pride aside and analyze things that mentally help you grow in a way but also mentally you can see it as is it worth dealing with it and coming to a common ground or putting an end to it in the most healthier way if that makes sense um and the next one is there's more room to grow and elevate. So I speak on this because we, I've noticed like for us, whenever we hit a new transition, it's kind of like a bonfire. Like it hit us like a bomb. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. You know, I've known like for people who graduated college, you know, they say they go into postpartum depression and all this type of stuff. Because, you know, it's just like, you're not lit anymore. You're not always, you gotta, it's like you're literally hitting the real world. I haven't experienced that yet. I'm about to experience that as far as in hitting the real world. And, you know, we kind of wish while we're in college or while we're in this life term, in this, in this term of the early twenties in these stages where it's like, you know, I want to grow up. I want to do this. I want to do that and everything else. And, you know, now at times I learned that it's good to take your time to grow and to elevate. There's more room for that, but it's a matter of taking your time and embracing it and embracing the growth, embracing every journey, embracing every moment. But that's really what I have for that one, like for growing and elevating. Like there's always room for that. There's like, it's just time. You got to give yourself time. Um, another one is every decision does not have to be instant for temporary choices. I say this because it relates to me so much. I used to make instant gratification. I used to use instant gratification so much in my life. Like anything that was happening right now, I had to be very instant. I didn't sit there. I didn't think about it. I'm like, this is a do or die situation. It had to be instant. I didn't learn about de- I didn't learn about the the two words delay gratification until my freshman year in the summer of 2017. I didn't learn about delay gratification until somebody said it, and I was like, it stuck with me ever since. And you know, I always put it on my wall, put it on my little vision board, and everything else. Yada 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 this, that, and third, but then I realized that it plays a part to it, too. There's more to it that needs to be playing a part. It's more so, like, you need to be able to actually walk in that delay. Like, when something doesn't happen instantly, you got to be 
able to be patient enough to know that it's coming, but it's not going to come at your own time and it's going to come at the right time. And when it's everything is said and done, and then there's more, like I said, when it goes back to my last tip where it's like, there's more room to grow and elevate. And I feel like delayed gratification comes into that because it's like, there's times where everything is not going to work out in your own favor. There's times that things are not going to always be there when you want it to be there, but are you willing to wait? Are you willing to know that even though it's not going to be there at that time, it's going to be there. It's going to get there. You know, having that change of perspective of how, you know, things are going to be there, but I'm not going to settle for something that is very temporary. And I did before. I settled for things that are temporary. And I had to come into common ground to know that, like, I can't settle for things that are temporary because the choices that I make are defining me for the next part of my journey. Like, the next, as I'm moving forward, they're defining me to make better choices but if I'm making temporary decisions it's not going to help me in the long run it's not going to serve me anything good and if it doesn't serve me anything good I don't want it I don't want it it can stay where it's at so that's the thing that I feel like for instance within our early 20s we tend to face instant gratification instead of delayed gratification now it's I'm not speaking for all but I'm speaking for a few and from learning experiences as well that it's more so of knowing that if you know better, you do better. And that's a quote from Maya Angelou that will always stick with me. It felt like Mother Angela was speaking to me when she said that, when it was like, when you know better, you do better. And I'm like, okay, God, I got you. I got you. I got you. So it's really important to understand any decision that you make to take into a huge consideration, especially if it's huge and it's something that is like pressuring, but you don't know for fully yet. I say, give yourself some time, give yourself time. Like if that person or that situation or that opportunity has to wait, it has to wait. But if it's, if it doesn't serve you, if it's not part of you as a person, I'm not going to settle. And that's me right now. I'm not going to settle for something that is not me. Like, regardless of where I'm at, I'm not going to settle if it's not for me. Even if it's the biggest deal of the, the thing, I'm, I'm not going to settle. I'm not. I'm not. It, it, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't fuel me, if it doesn't take care of myself as a person, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Another one is learning to find your own identity. I say nowadays I'm learning to find my own identity. I really am. Like I'm not even going to hold y'all to it. Like I'm still in that learning process of finding my own identity. Like I go in the beginning of what I said, like learning to speak up for myself, learning to be able to not settle and not get served at half a cup. I'm I'm learning my own identity because what I, what I'm envisioned in God's eyes is not what others, how others view me. It's like how, what I'm envisioned in God's eyes is different from how other people view me. So once I learned that, I ran with it. Like I ran with it knowing that, you know, I'm not perfect. I mess up a lot. I stutter. I mix up my words a lot. I may say some things that are mispronounced, but that doesn't, 
stop me for who I am. And I used to be so hard on myself if I wasn't a certain way towards other people. But then I'm realizing now that, you know, I'm me, regardless of how people view me as I'm going to be me, I'm learning, I'm growing and everything else. Like, forget how everybody else feels about me, forget how people look at me and view me. I'm going to be me regardless. I'm going to shine regardless. I'm going to still work regardless. I'm going to still prosper and everything else i'm still grow if my pronunciation still sucks at 25 and it's better at 30 hey that's growth right there i'm still applauding myself so give yourself time to know that you can learn about your identity because for me i'm learning about my identity i'm learning for who i am and knowing what i allow and what i will not allow as far as in friendships relationships um people opportunities and everything it's it's a full world circle like it's not just one area of your life it's really a full world circle of knowing who your identity is because like I said before people things and situations will come back to test you test your character and everything else so it's important to know who you are as a person or at least learn start learning to be who you are as a person especially this time period too that we have so much free time Start learning who your identity is. Look at yourself in the mirror. Start seeing what things you do and do not like. Start writing a list. Do those work. And I'm going to go into that more in another episode as well about doing the work. Not just only self-care and everything else. No, actually doing the self-work. Self-work and self-care tie in a lot. And I'm going to show, when I'm ready, I'm going to tell y'all like how right now I'm in the phase where I'm doing the self-work and not just the self-care. I'm just doing more of the self-work and that self-work is sacrificing, gives you a headache sometimes and disciplining yourself. So yeah. And the next one ties into take time for yourself every day. I say this all the time. We tend to not want to take time for ourselves, but this is the perfect time to take time for yourself. And it ties into self-care, journaling, listening to music, exercise. And exercising is a good way to have a way of just giving yourself moments to like just breathe and just take care of yourself and everything else. After this podcast, I'm going to be working out. I'm going to do like a 10, 15 minute workout and then I'm going to go straight into editing. So it's always good to really... Take time to yourself every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Give yourself time. Give yourself time to breathe. Smell the air. Um, go for a walk. Um, l- watch a movie. Watch a podcast. Listen to a podcast or watch a podcast or, you know, watch a makeup story. Give yourself time, you know. We have all this time in the world. We just feel like we're so busy and out of about, but you can make time. You can definitely make time. And the last tip of the day is the decisions you make now prepare you for your future. Um, I believe Michelle Obama said something like this in one of her interviews. And it really also stuck to me as well when she said something like this because it made me feel like, okay, so I'm making all these decisions that are preparing me for the future. Like when I actually sat with it, and it's also good to sit with also quotes too. I love quotes. So y'all always going to see me on here reiterating quotes and stuff like that because I love quotes and I feel like once you sit with a quote and actually fully understand it you tend to see a different perspective on what they're trying to say and how you can apply it to your own life so um when she said that I was like okay that makes more sense like when I was starting when I started in this podcast I decided it was an idea first but then I decided like I'm gonna put a podcast out And I was preparing for the future for myself of how I can take this further, how I can inspire and, you know, 
help people and help millennials like my age and how I can just have a big conversation in the army where we can just actually talk about things and actually be open and transparent and raw and clear about things and actually be able to love one another, help one another, support one another and not be in envy and have the stigma of the norm of feeling like this is how relationships should be. This is how friendships should be. This is how life should be. No, this is not like I knew when I wanted to set this platform, I wanted to encourage, I wanted to inspire, I wanted to uplift. I wanted to bring an army. I wanted to build a new family. I wanted to build, I just wanted to be able to grow, you know, in a sense of me also growing, not to give out, but also give in as well. What am I giving in? What am I taking it all in? What am I able to put out there and help people? And, you know, I love to care and help people. So this is something that I knew tied in and I love to talk a lot too. So I knew when I wanted to do this, I was like, yeah, definitely. And the idea started flowing. The, um, the ideas, the, the names and everything else like y'all I really have a whole season for season one for the underground like already done and I'm about to work on season two like giving myself that time and it goes into giving myself that time every single day and when I do and a new idea will pop up and everything else and I literally started writing ideas for the whole season that the whole season is basically completed now I just have to just record it. <laughs> and I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful to God for giving me this platform to share with you guys and being able to know that this is what I decided and this is what I plan on taking on with me for the future. This is something that I'm so, so, so happy to be able to connect with somebody because this is something also that I was scared to come on here and share. I told my friend the other day, I was scared to come on here and start talking and as soon as he heard me talking, he was like, you need to ball all of that up and take that to your podcast. And that fueled me. That fueled me. I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I got this. I got this. I can do this. But then this morning I woke up and I was like, I was low. Like, I felt like a thousand bricks were like, you're not doing this. You're going to mess up. You're going to do all of this stuff. But then I had to change my perspective. I had to find out who I was and I had to be like, you know what? I can do this. So what I did was I got me some tea. I don't get on social media the first thing I wake up. No, 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 no. I do not do that. I got me some tea. And then I played me some, I read my Bible, read a chapter of my Bible, and I played a sermon. And then I started feeling like my mood was being uplifted. I sat down and listened to my sermon for a bit, gave myself 10, 15 minutes, listened to it. And then after that, I, it just started to uplift my mood. My mood started to slowly uplift and everything else. So it's always good to find things that raise your vibrations because times like this, we need it. You know, times like this that make you stop you from doing what you need to do. We need something to lift, uplift our vibrations. So take that time to yourself and make sure that you're deciding every single day to choose you. Choose you. Like, choose you out of anything else that makes you feel less of yourself or anything else that makes you feel like I can't, like I feel unworthy. I, I don't know what to do and everything else. Choose you. When you first wake up, choose you. If you have to wake up an hour early before you go to work, just to say it, like, I have to choose myself before I go into this job that I, I just can't stand, but I need the money and everything else. Choose yourself. For me, I have to plan out my day before I work out, before I go for a 12-hour shift because it's like, you know, I need to be able to center myself before I'm able to go out and serve out that energy that's coming back to me. Choose yourself. 
So that is all for my first episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And my episodes will be uploaded every Wednesday daily. <laughs> um, Every Wednesday. And also keep on Instagram too because I'll also be having more posts and motivation and everything else. But thank you guys for tuning in. And I can't wait to see you guys in my next video. Bye.